Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. I was walking Putty earlier today and this other cute dog sniffed Putty and Putty was sniffing the dog. And then the woman said, oh, two senior friends. And then I murdered her. (laughs) (laughs) Then I fully murdered a woman. (laughs) This is like... The dog version of when someone calls you ma'am for the first time and you're like, oh my God, it's finally happening. (laughs) (laughs) Death is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare. He's going to live forever. (laughs) Well, yes, obviously. I just meant for like the rest of us. Right. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So that's my day. How are you doing? I feel like it's a double-edged sword. The fact that it is nice outside. It is some cruel twist of fate that like spring starts to come and like the weather gets nicer and there's daylight savings time and it like goes back to being normal. But then also like the trees start jizzing everywhere and my allergies go insane. And then I'm also in a bad mood because of that. Yeah, Right. 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 There's, there's no break. Yeah. It's just like, can I have one second where my body is not just actively at war with me? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, very exciting day today. Um, well, first, we're going to kick things off, as always, with Horse Things First, where we chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous, worst news of the week. After that, it's time for our fourth annual tradition of Hot Guy March Madness. Woo! I know I say this every time. I don't mean to play favorites, but this might be my favorite episode of the year. I just fucking love Hot Guy March Madness. And yeah. I distinctly remember doing it last year in the closet of my old apartment. It was, I think, like the third episode that we had done remotely. And it brought me so much joy then. And it's going to bring us so much joy now. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the thirst 
has been mounting for a year. (laughs) (laughs) The volume on our thirst has dialed way up. If you're new uh, and have no idea what we're talking about, Hot Guy March Madness is where we, we pin the most beautiful men against each other in five rounds of physical, emotional, intellectual, psychosexual challenges to win the crown. Mm -hmm. Uh, We posted this year's bracket on Twitter so you can play along with us uh, or host your own little virtual Hawkeye March Madness game. Do it. Duke it out with your friends. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, horse things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. Not gonna lie, slim pickings on this week's worst things first stories, but we're gonna go with it. First, according to a new federal complaint, that's how I say according now, mm-hmm. a longtime Amtrak employee, that's a train, it goes super fast. That's its whole it thing. It doesn't go that fast. Isn't Amtrak the high-speed train? I think it's uh, a Sela. Is that that's the fast one? I don't know about trains. I'm not a goddamn nerd. Basically, Unless I've been on a train like twice. His name Thomas. I don't know him. <laughs> a longtime Amtrak employee in New Jersey, only in New Jersey, <laughs> famously the Florida of the Northeast, stole. Several dozen chainsaws and sold them online along with hundreds of other railroad parts, uh, amounting to more than $50,000 worth of materials. First of all, why do they have so many chainsaws? I don't know. I just have never really thought about chainsaws in the like multiple Usually, I mean, they just they do so much. You only need one to dismember like several bodies, you know, that is the only context I have for using a chainsaw is like (laughs) dismembering a body serial killers or like cutting down a tree without your shirt on. Fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and assume that they own chainsaws to cut down trees in order to make a path for their trains. That's just my guess. I mean, you are a scientist or to bury bodies again. If I were in the business of organized crime, murdering and burying bodies, I would definitely own a railroad and I would dismember my bodies, bury them under where I would build my train tracks. Who's going to dig under a train? That is so smart. And then I call my train Thomas the Tank Engine and give him a cute little face. Nobody's asking questions. Anyway, I'm glad we're bringing this super dark energy (laughs) immediately. (laughs) Um, There was a buyer in Pennsylvania who provided law enforcement agents with uh, a whole bunch of boxes that had this man's return address on it. I just like that, you know, he was shipping chainsaws from like his house and it just he he made sure to fill out the return label just in case there was any sort of like eBay mix up and they had to send back. But yeah, this one this one buyer was like, yes, I did buy seven thousand dollars worth of chainsaws from this man. (laughs) I didn't know they were stolen. Next, German police say that they have solved a nine-year-old burglary after DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France over an unrelated (laughs) crime. Basically, a sausage solved a crime. (laughs) Shiro, Shiro. Shiro. All sausages are women. (laughs) All hot dogs are men. 
I feel like actually it's probably the other way around, if I'm being honest. Ah. If I had to impose the gender binary on uh, phallic meats, mm-hmm. that's what I would say. Okay. Sausages are men. Hot dogs are women. Got it. Bratwursts are non-binary. Sure. This has been Science with Matt. (laughs) (laughs) So police in the western town of Schwelm Schwelm, said Thursday that the sausage belonged. See, here's what I don't understand any of this timeline. Was the sausage found at the scene of the crime? Did they just get hungry whilst burglaring? Here's what I think happened. There was a a break-in in March 2012... And I guess someone broke in to a person's house and stole shit and then saw a half-eaten sausage, took a big old bite out of it, and then got away. Nine years later, this person is detained in France over an unrelated matter. And when they put his DNA into the system, they're like, ding, 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 we got a match. His DNA was found on a sausage nine years ago. That's how they get you. Did you follow any? Yes. But here's what I want to know. Was the act of biting the sausage the burglary? Because I would call the police if someone took a bite of sausage without my permission. (laughs) As would I. And I would hope that the police would work for nine years to find whoever took a bite of my sausage without my consent. Frankly, there is no statute of limitations on stealing my food. Yeah. If I wake up and I see that you've taken a bite out of something that I was saving for myself, I don't care if it's 40 years from now. I hope you spend the rest of your life fearing for for when that guillotine is going to come down and sever your spinal cord from your brain. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) That squirrel who stole your cookies that one time? Yeah, we we still we still have it out for same energy. That squirrel who still broke into my kitchen by walking through the open window, stealing the sugar cookies that I had made the night before from my kitchen table. I don't care. It has been nearly nine years since then. So I hope if a squirrel is arrested for an unrelated crime that his DNA shows up. I, I also, it's like, why would you bite into a sausage and then not finish it? Right. Well, I mean, what if it wasn't that good? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the biggest crime is a not delicious sausage. Yeah. But in Germany, I mean, I feel like you can't really go wrong. I know every sausage must be delicious. Uh, I did like that this story clarified. It was not clear what type of sausage uh, the burglar had nibbled. The police said it was a hard variety. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we do know we're working with a hard sausage, mm. which I don't entirely know what that means because I'm not quite sure what a soft sausage <laughs> I is. I don't really know if I want to know. I guess there are like a, a salami. A salami. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I have not thought this long about phallic meat. <laughs> <laughs> really getting us juiced up for hot guy March Madness. <laughs> yes, my loins are, are salivating. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, police say the suspect remains free and he may actually escape punishment because statute of limitations on the burglary has expired. Next. We've all we've all been here, right? We've all ordered something online and then it shows up and it's like not quite what we expected. You know, oh, this pair of pants that I ordered, it, it looked like it would be 
for a human sized person and not like for a doll. <laughs> um, <laughs> happens all the time. Honestly, the setup was way more exciting than the actual story, which is that uh, an energy company based in Geneva said that it is the victim of cargo fraud. Oh, no. This is the most among the most exciting stories I could find this week. <laughs> cargo fraud. You are coming to Unhappy Hour for literally the hottest news that is happening <laughs> in the world right now. This energy company purchased 10,000 tons of the impure form of copper known as copper blister. That's what I'm going to start calling my impure self. Oh, that's just Matt Blister. <laughs> he hasn't been purified yet. But instead of getting what they ordered, they got a bunch of rocks that were painted copper. <laughs> really fooled them. <laughs> I am just obsessed with the fact that there were a bunch of criminals who just painted a bunch of stones. Yeah. <laughs> they said, DIY. we're going to do like international trade fraud, but also we're going to have fun. We're going to like, express ourselves. Yeah. We're going to get out our, our anger and our feelings by, by drawing little faces on rocks. Why was it such a thing? To paint rocks when you're a kid. Yeah, I do think there was a moment. <laughs> there was a moment when like rock painting was like big. You know what never looks good? A painted rock. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good canvas. The fact that our parents were like, yeah, we'll keep this in the house. Sure, we'll display this. I do have a distinct memory of there was a phase in my life. I think it was third grade. Did you have a thing where you would like, you kind of learned how to draw one thing and then you would just kind of draw that over and over and over everywhere? Yes. Yes. Elephant butts was mine. Mine was, a, a, it was like a cat person. Okay. It was a cat head, but like a human body, but they always had giant boobs. <laughs> 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 I have this like very clear, distinct memory of us being at a restaurant and me having crayons and drawing on the counter. And like the waiter was like, wow, it's <laughs> extremely buxom. <laughs> Uh, but I remember, I remember it distinctly drawing those cats. If this company in Geneva received 10,000 pounds of large titted cat people, I think they would have been really happy. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, you order the wrong thing. You get the wrong thing that you didn't order. And, and it's like, actually, thank you so much. I never yeah. would have thought to order this myself. Um, yeah. The kicker of this is that the company could make a claim using their insurance policy, but turns out just one of the seven contracts that they used to insure these rocks was actually real. The rest of them had been forged. <laughs> so this was like a long con. Whoever fucked over this company, they were like, first, we need you to sign these seven insurance policies. And they forged six out of seven of them. Iconic. Be careful where you're ordering your, your copper blisters from. You never know. And finally, brace yourselves for the next phase of hell. Because oh no. Costco is apparently facing a cheese shortage. <gasps> yes, major cheese shortage. Oh my God. More specifically, a shortage of containers used to ship imported cheeses so it's not even the cow's fault yeah you can't just have like just raw uncovered 
cheese mm. sliding into our ports. It's really weird to think about like, I've just never thought about that. <laughs> you know? I've just never, I've never thought about That's like the, the large quantities and like what is necessary to ship those things. And then also there's like entire industries around that. Same with like, also it's like, oh, that's how people get rich is by inventing like one plastic container that they patent. And then like, that's what's needed for cheese shipping. Right. And then like those people are very wealthy and like, how do I meet those people? And are they single? Yeah. I don't understand anything that anybody would learn in a business school. No. I don't know if this is what they even teach. It's like cheese containers, but I, <laughs> I'm, I'm baffled. Whenever I think about like trying to do things at like scale, if that's mm -hmm. even how you, how you say those words, <laughs> my experience with this is that I will sometimes Google like kitchen equipment and get taken to like a restaurant Wholesale, supply store yeah. <laughs> where it's like, would you like to buy 500 cookie scoopers? <laughs> and it's like, no, why are you selling this at this quantity? There's nobody <laughs> needs 500 uh, cookie scoopers. Sell me one cookie scooper. But anyway, so according to the American Dairy Products Institute, um, this is a crisis in the industry right now. And there's a whole container crisis in, in all of the West Coast ports. Um, yeah, the, the CFO of Costco said that they've seen a decrease in supplies for several household goods, including cheese, seafood, olive oil, furniture, sports equipment, and gardening supplies. Kind of a loose description of household goods. They really sell everything. They have it all. It is absurd that you can go to one store and get like a couch and a wheel of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like those should be separate no matter what. Uh, this did remind me of my favorite ever Costco story. It's like a famous story from Costco where apparently the president of Costco said to like the CEO at the time, why is their $1.50 hot dog and soda package so cheap? They should... They should raise prices on it and make more money. And apparently the CEO said, quote, if you raise the price of the effing hot dog, I will kill you. <laughs> good, good. Yes. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> wow. A lot of sausage news today. That was from a story in Food and Wine magazine, the uh, title of which is, why is Costco's hot dog combo still so cheap? A death threat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. If you want to hear and see even more stories that were brutally cut from this week's episode and every week's episode, because we always record more stories and some of them are amazing and we just have to cut them for time. So you can hear all of those and see us on screen uh, on Patreon, head to patreon.com slash and uh, become a patron for that and so much more stuff. And next, we're making the NCAA jealous because our brackets are definitely more popular than theirs. Okay? I don't even want to hear about them. It's time for Hot Guy March Madness.
I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest who celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of year, our favorite time of year. Are you ready to get thirsting? It's March. That means it's time to thirst. I gotta say, the thirst is in the air. You can feel it, okay? I can tell if the weather is getting warmer outside in New York, everybody's loins are, are yearning and burning. Mm-hmm, we can mm-hmm. feel it. The vaccine is coming and everybody is gonna get back to pre-pandemic levels of fucking In the meantime, we're going to do what we do every year, which is Hot Guy March Madness. So here's how it works. 32 guys, five rounds. Each round has a a challenge, basically a way of helping us decide between uh, the two guys in each seed. I don't really understand. Also, to be very clear... I don't understand how actual March Madness works. Nor do I care to. I don't really know how, you know, I've, I've in the past years, people have been like, oh, Matt, why is this? Why is this person against this person? Shouldn't they be a higher seed or whatever? And I'm like, I don't understand what any of those words mean. Mm-mm. OK, we we use a random list generator and literally that is the science and <laughs> and that exactly. is what we do. And it works every time. I picked 32 men put them onto a, a randomizing website and got this list. I don't know what a seed is. The only qualifier is that I all I want all of these men to seed in me. There we go. So let's get into it. Are you ready to thirst? Round one. All right. For round one, we got 32 entries, 16 matchups. Uh, the category is... Which man would you rather take you on your first post-vaccination date? Okay, we're talking you haven't seen or been touched by another man in a year. This is the first outing. This is the first time that you're being wine-dined in the 69th. Who is going to be the one who who breaks your post, post-vax cherry? 
Because let's say everything is sealed back up. I hope everyone is clear. <laughs> First contenders, we have Blake Griffin versus KJ Appa. All right. Blake Griffin, an actual athlete, correct? An actual athlete. Yeah. Wow. Wow. KJ Appa just plays an athlete on <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> Both of them, I would I would describe as vaguely ginger. Okay, well, KJ Appa dyes his hair for Riverdale. He's not naturally a gin. Right. But also, is Blake Griffin like a ginger? Do we qualify I, I him as a ginger? I think so. You're you're the ginger in this. I I don't know if I can speak on a ginger's behalf as right. far as categorizing. Here's the thing. You know far more about KJ Appa than I do. Okay? Yes. All I know is what I see in the very stoned few seconds that I've caught of <laughs> Riverdale. Um, but the only context that I have for Blake Griffin is that one scene from Broad City, which as far as like commercials for hot people go, that is a pretty compelling piece of marketing. While I think that Blake Griffin is like probably more charming in a lot of ways, Riverdale gave me so much during the pandemic that mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. imagine passing up the opportunity to go on a date with KJ Appa immediately after getting my vaccine. I don't think I could do that. You, honestly, what my break f- factor is, how tall is KJ Appa? If he's under six feet, it's game over for him. <laughs> Are you looking at him? He's 5'11". All right. <laughs> Blake wins. <laughs> That's it. Blake Griffin, in comparison, let me confirm, 6'9". That is okay. almost too tall. very tall. <laughs> I think it's got to be Blake. All right, next round, Stephen Ewan versus Hassan Minaj. Ooh, this is a tough one. Yeah, Stephen famously Walking Dead, Minari. Yeah, Hassan of of Hassan fame. <laughs> First post fax date. Personally, my instinct is Hassan Minaj. I know mine too. I feel like Steve. I'd want like I'd want to go on several dates with. You know, because I, I feel like he's probably like so sweet and I'd like really want to get to know him. But like if we're just doing like a one date post vax, I want Hassan's jawbone like near my face. Exactly. He just has like in terms of like I have not been able to look at the face of a man <laughs> sitting across from me at a restaurant table for months. Mm hmm. If and if there's any face that I want to be looking at for like several several hours nonstop, it's his face. Amen. Yeah, I think that is a pretty compelling reason. Okay, Hassan, you win. Next round, Jay Ellis versus Bad Bunny. Who I'll be I'll be honest, I'm still not entirely sure who Bad Bunny is. They fall into that category of person who I see all the time on Instagram, who I am incredibly attracted to, but I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's it's sort of like, okay, I feel like I've seen your asshole, but I don't, (laughs) I don't understand who you are or anything beyond that. Jay Ellis, of course, from Insecure. Right. And as a fan of Insecure for many years, I have been conditioned to want his face. So he definitely has that edge over him. I will say, though, because I don't really know anything about Bad Bunny, there is that that mystique, that mystery, which like a post-vaccination could be fun. On the flip side, 
I think that I might want some comfort right. from a first post-vaccinate. You know, you're you're easing back into the world. Having a face like Jay Ellis to look at during that time, that like sense of familiarity. Mm-hmm. And also he's so fucking hot. I'm leaning Jay Ellis personally. Uh, I agree. I, I would say the important distinction here is that it is a full evening with this person. You know, it's not right. just a ticket to, to Bangtown. Right. Which mm-hmm. is what I that's mm-hmm. what I how I refer to first base. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you have to spend the evening with this person. If it were just a ticket to Bangtown. OK, sure. We'll give Bad Bunny a ride. All right. But I would I think if I'm spending a whole evening with someone ending with a, 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 a one way ticket to Bangtown. Mm-hmm. It's Jay Ellis. Agreed. Um, Next. Manny Jacinto versus Lucas Bravo. Lucas Bravo, if you don't know, was the hot guy in Emily in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Emily in Paris? Emily in Paris. Si, si. Um, no, that's Spanish. Uh, <laughs> Manny, former guest complainer, and the good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas Bravo, I have to admit that he is French in Emily in Paris. And just like an incredibly attractive person who speaks French. Yeah. Is my grundle is immediately leaking. (laughs) But Manny, you've got the sweetness. You already know that you can hold an hour long conversation with him. That's very true. And he is extremely attractive. Once again, yeah, I do think this is about elevating it beyond just I want to I want to like stare at you. And I also mm-hmm. want to be able to like, yeah, have a moment. Mm-hmm. So who so who are you leaning towards? I'm definitely I would say Manny. I'm, I'm into Manny, too. You do got he's he's working with a lot. In addition to being super hot, <laughs> he's also <laughs> he has that mixture of like you're both hot and cute, which is amazing. Okay, next, John Legend versus Orlando Bloom. Oh, no. This is our seniors (laughs) round. (laughs) Rude. So rude. This is our dad round, if anything. I will say, yeah, this is our dad round. I will say, I feel like I've seen a limited number of pictures of celebrities in masks and somehow 90% of them are Orlando Bloom. (laughs) He is one of those celebrities that still stands the test of time of like looking fucking amazing. (laughs) Like incredible every step of the way. Once again, both of us as Lord of the Rings fans, I mean, we are Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) fan. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I know every word. (laughs) You forgot. I know every word to that movie. (laughs) I haven't seen that in so long. We should watch it. We should probably watch it this weekend. Yeah. John Legend, I wouldn't doubt, would pull out a pretty amazing date. Oh, yeah. But I would only want to go on a date with him if Chrissy is also there and if she's cooking. To me, like they are they are such a pair that at this point, it's hard for me to separate them both like sexually and physically and emotionally. <laughs> yeah. So to me, they come as a package. And if we're just doing it one on one, like I think I'm going for Orlando. I also think that John Legend, it almost feels because of how frank Chrissy Teigen is on Twitter. It almost feels like I've been on a date with John Legend already. <laughs> but Orlando still has that mystique. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll give it to Orlando. Next, Anthony Ramos 
and Chris Evans. Ooh, tough one. This is a matchup. So Anthony Hamilton fame in the Heights. A musical now uh, will will be a movie this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He also just did a Calvin Klein campaign. Ooh, look that up on Instagram if you have have yet to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, I I am biased that I did happen to meet Anthony Ramos like right before quarantine. So mm, in terms it'd be of a nice like bookend, right? And Chris Evans, I feel like he is like a legacy hot guy who. To be clear, I would let him do it absolutely whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is exactly my type because as my friends have been saying since literally high school, I have cultural Stockholm syndrome <laughs> because I, I love a, a tall blonde man. And that is what Chris Evans is. And I love him in a sweater and I love him shirtless. But also Anthony Ramos, I feel like he'd just be so charming. And I feel like he'd just really like take me around, you know, in a way that would just be really sweet and wonderful. Yeah. Also, Anthony, I don't know if you've seen, I mean, you could go back through his Instagram dancer, like his, he knows how to move his hips. Ooh. Do I doubt that Chris Evans could like lay it down? (laughs) Like, do (laughs) I think I'd be walking the next day? No, of course not. But like, I do think (laughs) I'd get a little more excitement out of Anthony Ramos. All right. I think we have our answer. We do. Next, Jonathan Bailey versus Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Yahya is from Watchmen, where he played... um, the blue guy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> was it? I don't even remember. I thought yeah, that was, was like part was of de- it. No, it was definitely as well. It's fine. Oh, that it's was like year. the final. It's been a year. <laughs> the finale reveal. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Bailey. I have a particular affinity for. Uh, I've said this before. He was the older brother on Bridgerton. So he's mm-hmm. sort of risen to uh, the next level this year. But my love for him goes back many years. He was in Phoebe Waller-Bridge's first show, Crashing. Right, right. I always struggle when someone asks me, like, what's your type? However, I do have a particular affinity for stupid ears. <laughs> okay, wow. It's more just I a series that. of traits that happen. Mm-hmm. Like el- elfish features, elfish features. Yes, yeah. Lord of the Rings really got deep inside us when we were right, children. Right. So <laughs> just like really did shape our sexuality. Looking like a hot version of Dobby. Like that, yeah. that'll do it. Mm-hmm. And he certainly, he, he fits there. I'll also say, I mean, I think this is an interesting pairing because like to pull off mutton chops and like be sexy and like make me want mutton chops, that's a real, real success. Yaya pulling off blue paint, making me wish I were banging all members of the blue man group, also a feat. However, I do think that mutton chops pulling that off is stronger. Right. I have to give it to Jonathan. Next, Travante Rhodes versus Oscar Isaac. Oh, no. A tough match. Tough match. Did we say this would be easy? Absolutely no. not. This is supposed to be difficult. <laughs> Travante, there is one scene very early in Westworld where he plays one of the hot robots, basically, who's there mm, to, mm. To, to bang. And it works. I don't know what else. Moonlight. Oh, right. Moonlight. Moonlight. Uh, Oscar Isaac continues to be, you know, the charming person that he is. Yeah. I mean, this one's hard because Oscar Isaac like is is probably the the celebrity I thirst after the most. Really? Um, 
I think so. I really fucking love Oscar <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> However, it'd be nice to, you know, even though this goes back on what I was saying earlier, be nice to like meet someone new. You know, so much of the pandemic, we've just been like meeting the same people over and over and over again. And so to to go on a date with someone who I'm like a little bit familiar with, but there's so much to explore. It could be really nice, especially when you look like Trevante. It, it go, goes back to the like, do I just like really enjoy looking at you? Yeah. Um, And the perfect sculpture that you are. Oscar Isaac does feel like more someone I'd want to be like best friends with. Yeah, I just wouldn't want to be like disappointed by him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that this would set me up to be disappointed. Okay, let's give it to Trevante. Next, Taryn Edgerton. Edgerton? Egerton? Still haven't really figured it out. Versus Michael B. Jordan. So Taryn played, if you still don't know who he is, um, Elton John in Rocketman. He was in the Kingsman movies. Just a great looking British person. Michael B. Jordan, people's sexiest man alive, reigning champion. Yeah, this one's not hard for me, <laughs> but um <laughs> but I'll let you I'll let you take us through it. But I think there's a very clear winner. <laughs> I I I do love Taryn. Of course, of course. If he were up against someone else, it might be a contest. Right. To me, the scene in Rocketman, I don't know if you ever saw Rocketman. I haven't. I'm sorry. Because you're homophobic. homophobe. I right, know. exactly. <laughs> but the scene in which he sings one song, what is the name of that? Your Elton? song? Your song, your song. <laughs> Brain fart. I, mm-hmm. I, that song remains like to me the like most romantic song that a person Aww. could. <laughs> I know I'll get, I'll get real for a moment. If anybody plays that song for me, I will absolutely melt. <laughs> um, that being said, it's not his fucking song. It's Elton John. So Michael B. Jordan. So uh, Michael B. Jordan, who is truly the whole package. He really is. Next. Oh, no. Oh, God. (laughs) Proof that I have not stacked this in any way. Reggae Jean Page versus Harry Styles. Oh, my God. Yes. People should know Reggae Jean Page is the lead in Bridgerton. Right. Just hosted SNL. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I just it is insane that he exists because he is so beautiful. Yeah. Like could not have been the more perfect lead of that show in terms of just general absolute beauty. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then Harry. I mean, the main thing that has kept me going through this experience through this past year is knowing that we will at some point go to a Harry Styles concert again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would absolutely want to go on a date with him (laughs) in a a post-vaccine world. Yeah. I mean, Harry Styles is our reigning champ, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He was was our 2020 champion. Right. And this is where it gets difficult. Obviously, I have a strong personal connection. Mm Really? Yes, yes. He is your wife. <laughs> to Harry Styles. So I, I don't want this to be like rigged in his favor. I want to be very clear that I'm not rigging this in his favor. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, but once again, I do think if I'm thinking about the totality of the evening that I want to spend with a person, everything from sharing a meal, conversation, 
walk through the park, mm-hmm. making out at the movies, Ooh, a little oh my God. reaching the hand all the way down to the bottom of the popcorn <laughs> and like, yeah, rubbing the butter, but also whatever is under the butter. <laughs> I'm thinking Mr. Styles. It's got to be Harry. I'm so sorry. Next, Tom Holland versus Pedro Pascal. This is cut. This one's <laughs> kind of an unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have a long history with twinks. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> and once again, having just rewatched, actually, this is like a case in which I think rewatching all of the Marvel movies or watching them all is probably counts in reverse because mm. I'm reminded of the fact that Tom Holland plays Peter Parker, who is like a 15 year old, <laughs> and he plays it very much as a 15 year old. This mm-hmm. is not like the sexified version of Spider Man. This is the child version of spider-man <laughs> so it makes it very difficult internally to kind of like deal with the feelings that i have for tom Holland. right 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 right. yeah 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 pedro pascal that's a man yeah i can lust after him all i want no hard feelings <laughs> no queasiness um pedro next maluma versus Dwayne the rock johnson i I'm really sorry, but I have no desire to go on a date with Dwayne Rock Johnson, whether or not we have vaccines, whether or not there's a pandemic. I'm so sorry. I would say pretty hard agree on that one. <laughs> I he he continues to be uh, at the top of like people's sexiest man alive lists. I don't get it. Maybe I have some type of like internalized um shit from like watching WWE as a child <laughs> and like that was like the thing that all of the other straight boys were like into is watching wrestling mm-hmm. I just don't I like f- f- physically repulse at the sight of, of um, a wrestler <laughs> <laughs> um, Maluma not physically repulsed would no. love to go on a date with him I remember Maluma last year was on our bracket. That was the first year that he was on the bracket. And I remember saying, I don't really know who he is. I (laughs) follow him on Instagram. I know he's like a Colombian musician, star, pop star. And now a year later, I'm proud to say I still have absolutely no idea. (laughs) So we're giving it to Maluma. Next, Daniel Day Kim versus Henry Cavill. A lot of people on Twitter wanted us to put Henry Cavill on this list. Was he not? I'm he, sure he's been on. He was. List he was in the past. I'm just, you know, a lot of a lot of people wanted him on here. It's hard to argue with Henry Cavill, except when you put Daniel Day Kim <laughs> against him. <laughs> yeah, I still have fantasies about um, being stranded on uh, a haunted island with him. Yeah, a lost. Yeah. which I did spend an inordinate amount of time in high school watching. Other people <laughs> had friends. I had Daniel Dickens on Lost. I think, unfortunately, I would rather hang out with Henry Cavill's dog for the evening than, mm. like, go on a date with him. And I would love to go out with Daniel Kim. It would probably be, like, a more holistic evening, wholesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Daniel Kim. I think Henry Cavill is like too much perfection for me to have to confront head on. Right. Yeah. Like it, it, it would make me feel bad about myself. Right. And just being like, why are you here with me? <laughs> <laughs> That's too much coming hot off of a year in, inside. 
I want a lovely evening. And you know who will give that to me? Daniel Day Kim. Next, Jamie Dornan versus Chris Hemsworth. I, I mean, we just, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Like, you can't, I can't see that movie twice, pay for that movie twice, mostly to watch one scene that he is in. Right, right. So, and then decide to go on a date with someone else. Yeah. Let's break this down because uh, this <laughs> I actually think is an incredibly difficult choice. Yeah. As someone who did all uh, once again, just watch all of the Marvel movies. I do love that these are two like very hot guys who also are very good in comedic roles unexpectedly and can exactly. like use their hotness. And I think that's like a nice disarming kind of experience that I would love to go on a date with either of them. Yeah. This is one of those cases where it's like, thank God I have a mouth and a butthole. (laughs) 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 I feel like Chris Hemsworth is more, I feel like I would, could potentially have more of a conversation. Like Mm. Jamie Dornan, he can accomplish comedy. Yes. But I still cannot shake the idea of him as like, you're just like classically like you are a walking magazine. Mm-hmm. Let's give it to Chris Hemsworth. I'm so sorry. I will never forget <laughs> Seagulls on a Tire. <laughs> Next, Kendrick Sampson versus Nick Jonas. Kendrick Sampson is from How to Get Away with Murder, Vampire Diaries, also an Insecure, just... The eyes of an absolute angel could stare in them all night would absolutely. Yeah. Let him pierce my soul. <laughs> Nick Jonas of Jonas Brothers fame. Yeah. I'm almost sick of Nick Jonas. To yeah, be I definitely am just like it's we're going with Kendrick <laughs> for this one. <laughs> like it just I feel like, OK, I get it. All right, you weren't hot before, now you're hot. Like transformation, you're, you're a little caterpillar to a butterfly. Yeah. And finally, last matchup of round one, Anderson Cooper versus Dev Patel. Really a wild category here. Yeah. <laughs> um could not be two different people. I just feel like I don't keep up with like the news enough. Like I keep up with the news, but I don't think that I keep up with the news enough to go on a date with Anderson Cooper unless he really wouldn't want to talk about it. Oh, I see. I uh, You're saying like you wouldn't want to hear about anything. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't want any of your CNN talk on this yeah. date, Anderson. <laughs> Anderson Cooper, I, I, he's included here because obviously he could slap me across the face and I would say, thank you so much, Mr. Cooper. <laughs> um, that being said, I do think he has almost graduated into this like God tier of mm. you did it. <laughs> you, you achieved hotness uh, on a great level. You have a child now. You look great and also you're smart. And that's the other thing. Like you said, I don't really want to use my brain that much. No, no. I need to be a little mushy. And -hmm. I feel like I'd need to be sharp for Anderson. Not that I wouldn't need to be sharp for Dev. It's just a different. It's it's the it's the news. That's really what it is. Like I, I can I can talk to Dev about like fucking TV and film. Sure. Right. My brain's full of that junk. Exactly. I want to look at his face and body. So it is Dev Patel winner there we go all right that is round one moving on round two which man 
Would you rather come home to see in the kitchen, in an apron and nothing else, preparing you the romantic meal of your life? I'm talking, they have kneaded you (gasps) bread from scratch. They have tenderized the meat. They've marinated it for days. Okay? Churned the ice cream. All of it. Who would you rather see prepare that entire meal? Watch an action. Match one. Blake Griffin versus Hassan Minaj. Hassan Minaj. I'm sorry. I just I I, I want to <laughs> see him in my kitchen. I want to I want to hear his jokes as he's cooking. I want to see him, you know, tenderize that meat. I, no, I'm sorry, Blake, but I, it's it's Hassan for me. I disagree. Really? <laughs> I think this category I view as this is someone I just kind of want to watch do their thing and like look good doing it. And while I like I want to share a meal with the Samanaj, I but I would rather watch Blake Griffin mm. prepare it. I mean, it, the idea of Blake Griffin in a little apron is very cute. Right. That is the image that is is stuck in mm-hmm. my brain right now and that I just can't shake. Mm-hmm. As much as I would love to hear Asaminaj's jokes, I would like to see Blake Griffin put on a little apron and just pound some meat. Okay, Blake Griffin, I'm calling the winner. So sorry to Asaminaj. Um, I love you and you should still come on the show. Yes, please. <laughs> Next matchup, Jay Ellis versus Manny Jacinto. Oh, no. That is tough. Another toughie. There's something about Jay Ellis that makes me think like he does know his way around a kitchen. And there's something about Manny that I'm like, does he? Right. I don't know if it's because he did such a good job playing an absolute idiot on the on the good place that I'm like, I don't trust you with a knife. I think that is just what it is, which is not fair. Um, But the thought of seeing Jay Ellis like shirtless, but with an apron on, like wielding <laughs> a knife. <laughs> Honestly rock hard yeah yeah i'm gonna give this to jay okay next match orlando bloom versus anthony ramos oh a tough one this is gonna get harder and harder Uh, and so (laughs) are we (laughs) (laughs) both of them i'd love to see in an apron Mm -hmm. and nothing else Mm -hmm. both of them i have no doubt look amazing from all angles in an apron yeah and i feel like both would really take care with their food preparation and the presentation you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anthony i think i feel like he'd he'd care a little bit more about the presentation though and and not just the food itself but the ambiance of the evening. Right. I have to be honest. I don't know if I trust Orlando Bloom's taste in food. Mm. Also, this may be one of the rare cases where being British counts against you because their <laughs> food is disgusting. <laughs> Anthony, it is. I'm just imagining like the music is playing. He's mm-hmm. he's like moving his hips. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I also want to just clarify for everyone listening that this is all based on nothing. <laughs> is <laughs> not is not based on anything that Orlando Bloom or any of these people have ever said. It's just our versions and visions of them. Right. Next, Jonathan Bailey and Travante Rhodes. It's another case of I fear does being British count against Jonathan Bailey? Yeah. Like this is one of those cases of I don't know if his elfish features would would work in my kitchen setting. 
I mean, you don't have that big of a kitchen. Right. He might. That's true. He'd, he'd perhaps fit very that's well. An advantage. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is perhaps a little too Keebler-ish. <laughs> but Trevante, I don't. Do I see him cooking a whole meal for me? I I feel like Jonathan would go and like make it like a themed dinner, you know? Like I feel like he'd put Bring a some lot character. of thought to it. Whereas Trevante, like maybe he would just like whip up something that he he's like made a hundred times. Sure. Again, sure. this is based on absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it does feel like Jonathan Bailey might bring a little more. <sighs> I just love him. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's th- this is this is where it, it it gets personal. Yeah, you love Jonathan Bailey. No you doubt. want him in your kitchen. He could almost fuck up the entire meal, and I would still be like, "It's totally okay. Let me make it better." <laughs> okay we'll call it next michael b jordan versus harry styles oh here's the thing i feel like michael b jordan is probably an amazing cook there's something that about it I, he seems like the kind of man who just like is good at anything but like humble about all of his talents and like mm-hmm. cooking would be when he'd just like whip out and just be like yeah i'm actually amazing at this here you go. Harry, yeah. I have no idea what he's like in the kitchen, but would I want to see him in a little apron? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to contradict myself here. I mean, by we've using... already contradicted ourselves like a hundred <laughs> times. It's fine. I fully believe that Harry Styles, as as much as I love him, would would completely fuck up a meal. <laughs> We're not... Would, it would not I don't imagine that he's a good cook this is based on again nothing and out of all of these people I probably know the most about him I mean he tours a something. lot he's been yeah since he was exactly. a kid he's been on the road that's you know what they don't have great kitchens in a tour bus but Michael B. Jordan he's been a kid actor yes but he's probably home more <sighs> is this an upset are we are we eliminating Harry Styles in round two feels like a big move i know (laughs) he won last year you know like he won he did win last year i think we 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 have to call it for michael b jordan i think so i'm sorry everyone please don't turn this (laughs) off (laughs) harry styles is our reigning champion he remains a all-time hot guy he is more than just a hot guy you know like my personal wife yeah exactly Yeah. yeah Okay, next, Pedro Pascal versus Maluma. Mm. Another toughie, again, because I barely know who Maluma is. <laughs> and yet, I once again feel like Maluma could just <laughs> cut an onion and I would be like, oh my God. <laughs> you would be weeping and it wouldn't just be because of the onion. Like, to me, this is no question, hands down, Maluma. <laughs> but <And> Pedro... <laughs> I I like Pedro. I almost feel like he's more of like a a dad. Mm. Like he'd make he like a want... mean box of mac and cheese. But Maluma <laughs> is like making it from scratch. He's making a roux. He's doing a baked like yeah, going all out. Exactly. Like yeah. Pedro Pascal is making like instant mashed potatoes and he's probably got like a few tricks. Yeah, like he, he knows how up. to spice them up. Right. Like, oh, you add a little bit of breadcrumbs mm. like, you know. With Italian seasoning. Maluma is like, doesn't even have to think about it. No. Just like knows all of the spices on the spice rack. Doesn't need a recipe. Looking at the label. Yeah. It's Maluma. (laughs) (laughs) Next. 
Daniel Day Kim versus Chris Hemsworth. Ooh. Chris Hemsworth, Australia. Not entirely sure they have real food there. <laughs> besides famously shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> and blooming onions. True, true. <laughs> Do I think Chris Hemsworth could throw a, a, a big old shrimp on the Barbie? Yeah, I, I bet he could. Jumbo shrimps. Mm. Do, Do I, I want to see Daniel him? Kim? Do I want to see him in an apron? 100%. Yeah. If only to see how hilarious it would look. Because <laughs> there's no apron big enough. <laughs> I do also like having, uh, watching watching the, all the Marvel movies, Chris Hemsworth arms, like, I don't understand. There are muscles in his arms that I cannot identify on other people. <laughs> like, there just are extra muscles there. I don't know where they come from. Like, he would pulverize the meat too much. Right. It'd be too thin. <laughs> It, it destroyed the chicken fingers. Yeah, he would crack my countertop. <laughs> I would, I would honestly be a little bit afraid. He's a hazard. Daniel yeah. Day Kim. I think he'd We're do a great a whole, job. Yeah, exactly. I feel like he would have a way defter touch. Mm, mm-hmm. We'll give it to Daniel Day Kim. And final matchup of round two: Kendrick Sampson. Versus Dev Patel. Ooh. This is a case where I almost feel like Dev Patel. I would rather like sit and have, I, w- I, I, would, I would enjoy sitting and watching him prepare a meal. I really would too. If only to see him like sort of adorably mess it all up. There's something about the sweetness of Dev Patel. Right, you know, right. That makes me want to watch him cook a meal like do i think it's gonna be the best meal ever probably not kendrick i would like to see just like pour pasta sauce onto pasta you know Mm -hmm. in like a very Mm -hmm. sensual manner but i don't know if i'd actually want to eat the pasta like crack the spaghetti noodles Mm. in half and put them into boiling water but dev patel i would yeah i just i would enjoy the whole experience from start to finish exactly okay we'll give it to him all right and that's it for round two Round three, we only have four matchups. Which man would be better at swaddling you to sleep? Some might be wondering, why is this a category? But here's the thing. Yeah, this this speaks to our specifically Barry and my <laughs> innate desire to have a man cradle us to sleep just so that we can get a, a second of actual peace. You know? This is the who is the calming presence, right? Who is treating you like the little baby that you are, <laughs> and guiding you softly into the night? Um, okay, match one: Blake Griffin versus Jay Ellis. You know, I didn't know that Blake was going to make it this far, but there's something about his height that, like, he he really could do a great job. You know, <laughs> like he really could swaddle you. Yeah, that is also I'm 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 confirming how tall Jay Ellis is six two. So oh, okay, we're not dealing with you know we're not telling we're dealing with a a, a a small individual here either. Blake Griffin, I said was what six nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great number. Um, yeah, as someone who is six three myself, mm-hmm. always got to slip that in there. <laughs> I do say it is rare to find someone taller than me. Mm-hmm who I can be like little spoon to. And yeah. I mean that in the little spoon sense, because 
gays like to use big spoon and little spoon as an indicator of something else. Okay. In this case, I'm talking about little spoon as in I literally want to be enveloped by Blake Griffin. (laughs) I also feel like I can imagine Blake Griffin having like stupid little stories that like I don't really care to listen to, (laughs) but like that would be nice to fall asleep to. So you're saying that like Blake would be more boring than Jay Ellis and that's a plus for Blake. Yeah. yeah, In like a charming way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. yeah, I'd be ra- I'd like, be wrapped by his every word. Uh, yeah, I'd be more compelled to listen to hang on to every sentence <laughs> that he says. Blake Griffin, I'd be like, okay, you feel great against my back, and I can drift off to sleep and not have to worry about whatever the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next matchup: Anthony Ramos versus Jonathan Bailey. Ooh, I mean, this is tough because like we have a British accent in the mix. That's true which is a big plus for me yeah i have to say once again i mean my my own personal lust is is propelling jonathan bailey forward however anthony ramos could sing you a lullaby that is true he could really just sing you like sweet little little tunes while he's cuddling you and you're rocking back and forth and oh it'd be so calming jonathan has a bit i mean this is only because of crashing has a bit of like a wiry side to him to me that i'm like (laughs) would you be a calming presence true he does have more erratic energy yes yes (laughs) that's tough though it's not who would you rather fall asleep next to it's who would be a more calming presence that would lull you into dreamland that's true once again the category i'm compelled to to defer to the category question and in this case i think anthony ramos would be the better choice next matchup michael b jordan versus maluma (laughs) this is a tough matchup this is a (laughs) head-to-head matchup actually (laughs) This is, I've never felt more divided. I hate just giving Maluma credit for being (laughs) just uh, the perfect specimen. I mean, but the thing is, it's because we know so little about him that we are able to put our dreams into (laughs) him. We project onto him in a way that we can't with someone like Michael B. Jordan. However, I do really find Michael B. Jordan to be like both the kind of guy who's like, fun you would have a great time with but then also is a calming presence like he seems super chill yeah and strong and he could hold because you because it's it's not just kind of swaddling and cuddling you to sleep it is about being able to like talk to you and be calming mm-hmm. in that way mm-hmm. and as much as you know i would love maluma to say whatever i do feel like in this case i want to be able to have perhaps a conversation <laughs> I want this person to be able to understand what, yeah, what it is I need comforting for. Mm -hmm. Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. And finally, Daniel Day Kim versus Dev Patel. Mm. I think, shockingly, Dev Patel. Yeah. I think seems like a more, for the same reason that I would rather watch him cook a meal, Mm -hmm. I'd rather have him kind of swaddling me. Yeah. I think he'd just whisper sweet nothings in my ear in a really loving and calming way not that daniel day kim wouldn't but yeah you know this is a case where i feel like being perhaps not like you know men's health cover Mm -hmm, hot mm -hmm. is an advantage right because 
if I'm trying to be softly cuddled to sleep, do I need like rock hard abs against my back? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we already gave it to Dev. <laughs> All right. Semi-finals. Two matchups. Category is which man is building you a beautiful house in the middle of the forest? This is who is who can you count on to start from the ground up? We're in little house on the prairie times. Mm. Okay, who knows where civilization is going to be? They are building you a house. Okay, a home and they're they're gathering wood. They're creating a hearth. Okay, they're they're making a stove from scratch. They're giving you a little one of those little lofts that you keep all of the hay beds in. Okay, first matchup. Blake Griffin versus Anthony Ramos. Mm. This from a pure brute strength perspective. Blake Griffin obviously has the advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Can reach up very high. <laughs> can get a number of twigs. Like all the things that have, have, have been to Anthony Ramos's advantage up to this point. Unfortunately, don't know if they really work. I know. In this setting. Yeah. I mean, I think that he's, he's very, he's, I think he's a versatile man, but would I trust him to build a house for me? I don't know. And am I saying like, do I think that Blake Griffin may very well like chop off his own hand in the process? <laughs> very likely. <laughs> I'm so sorry to Blake. I'm sure you're a wonderful individual. I do worry about your fingers. That being said, I would gladly watch Blake Griffin chop off his own his own thumb while he builds our house. I mean, I wouldn't gladly. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, if I had to watch someone and that was the accident that were to occur, mm-hmm. I'd rather be looking at Blake. I feel weird that Blake has made it this far and is going to be in the final round. But again, we are prisoners in our own category makeup. Exactly. And that is how Hawkeye Mad- March Madness works. If I had to guess that uh, this would be where we're at, I would I wouldn't. No. Okay. Second semifinal, Michael B. Jordan versus Dev Patel. Again, this category is sort of the advantage is Michael B. Jordan. It really is. He definitely could cut down some trees. He and you know what? I think he'd also like his taste. I feel like he would build a beautiful home. I feel like there'd be a lot of really interesting angles in it. You know, I don't know anything about architecture, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but he did sure, a beautiful sure. job. There might there might be like a variety of materials. Yeah. You know, he's he's giving you, um, you know, textures. Mm-hmm. There'd definitely he's be a lot of light you. in the house as well. A lot of natural yeah. light. He's someone who knows how to use his hand, but also has taste. Mm hmm. All right, we have our final two. Not the final two that I, I, I might have expected from the beginning. Mm-mm. The matchup is Blake Griffin versus Michael B. Jordan. And what, what's okay? the challenge? What are we doing Our here? final category is who would you rather spend the next pandemic with? God forbid, poo, poo, poo. There will probably be another right. one. <laughs> we have survived a year of a pandemic some of us alone (laughs) and the question is were you to do this all over god forbid we are confronted with another horrible year of quarantine who would you rather spend it with a blake griffin or a michael b jordan i mean for all the reasons that michael b jordan has made it so far through our challenge 
Michael B. Jordan. He's he's got it all. He's got the conversation. He's got the strength, the beauty, the the talent, multi multi talented, but still humble at the same time. Let me view. I this is really telling about me that I really care about how tall all these men are. <laughs> In a fantasy world in which I am not with uh, any of them, I was like, oh, my God, he's 6'6". No, that's Michael Jordan. (laughs) Forgot about him. (laughs) Um, Michael B. Jordan, six feet tall. Yeah, I do have to say one of Blake Griffin's, um, you know, most impressive qualities uh, thus far has been his height. Okay, (laughs) Uh, true. True. Michael B. Jordan would probably wear a pair of heels for you. I I was going to say in this case, you know, having to be confined with someone for an extended period of time, it's a disadvantage for that person to be nearly seven feet tall. (laughs) You'd feel so small all the time. (laughs) Right. I would just I would feel kind of suffocated. No disrespect to anybody uh, in the in the seven feet tall community. I love and respect all of you. That being said, I would feel a little claustrophobic <laughs> being confined with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if I had to be stuck somewhere for months on end with anybody, I'd want them to have looks, charm, personality, intelligence. Brute strength. <laughs> Brute strength to defend us. And Michael B. Jordan ticks all of the boxes. And there you have it. Our 2021 Hot Guy March Madness champion. We were here first. People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive copied us. True. But there's a reason that he won both because he's Michael B. Jordan. Congratulations to all of our participants. (laughs) You guys did a great job and I'll still touch myself to the thought of all of you. Don't you worry. Please, if you played along, let us know who won your bracket based off of the challenges we've created. We want to know. Tweet at us. Post it on Instagram. Have so much fun. And I hope we all get to fuck people soon. (laughs) Get (laughs) bursting. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we could take to make our world a little bit better. This week, I wanted to talk about music because uh, the Grammys were this past week. Uh, You might have heard. Turns out there's there's a lot of racism in the music industry. I don't know if everybody knew this. I'm being sarcastic. There's been a lot of controversy over the lack of diversity in, in the Recording Academy. A bunch of artists, like The Weeknd, was just like, I'm not going to put anything I make up for the Grammys anymore because you keep fucking me over. I'm done. I'm out. I, I won't validate your little award show. And even though Beyonce made history as the most awarded woman in Grammys history, the most awarded singer ever, I feel like Beyonce is a good example of like, she has not won one of the major Grammy awards, like album of the year, song of the year, record of the year. Those are like the big three. She hasn't won one of those since 2010 for single ladies. Okay. Like, hello, self-titled lemonade. Black is King, none of those got any of those major awards. 
obviously Beyonce is, is she's doing all right. It's more just symptomatic of the fact that the Grammys have an issue with who, who they're giving out some top awards to. The, the deeper issue is that there is a lot of racism in the music industry. It's just a fact that oftentimes, you know, young white artists have more access to resources, networking, they get more connections, they get their foot in the door and then end up leaving non-white artists uh, struggling behind. So the biggest thing and the easiest thing that you can do without really trying that hard is just to diversify your playlists. Make sure that you're, you're putting young artists of color on your playlist, but also support organizations that are actually doing the work to fight racism in the music industry. Uh, one of those organizations that I wanted to highlight is the Black Independent Music Accelerator, which is a, a fellowship initiative that amplifies independent Black-owned music businesses. So they serve as like a platform to help Black-owned independent music companies grow their businesses and network and get access to a whole bunch of resources, all in an effort to level the playing field. So uh, we'll put the link in our show notes for that. You can give a few dollars to uh, support an initiative that's lifting up those artists and those businesses. And eventually, maybe we'll get justice for Lemonade. But until then, we can support this initiative. All right, let's get into the uh, TV we're watching this week. Barry, what you been watching? Well, I haven't, I don't even know if I've mentioned this, but Alex, my partner and I have been watching all of Tim and Eric because it's available on HBO Max. Tim and Eric is uh -huh. a, uh, an adult swim show from like a while ago. It is, it's the show that like all of the guys in college who I dated were obsessed with, but I had never actually watched. Um, so we, we have finished it. I don't necessarily recommend that people watch. I like it and think it's funny, but also find it disgusting a lot of the time. So I wouldn't necessarily uh -huh. say go for it, but um, that is what I am watching right now. A great recommendation. <laughs> it's not really I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying that's that is the TV I've been watching this week. Fair, fair. What about you? What are you watching? Uh, did you ever like put on a TV show, uh, just kind of have on, and then accidentally watch like six seasons of it? Sure, sure. <laughs> Because that's uh, what I ended up doing with Shit's Creek again uh, this week. Yeah, I I feel like I finished watching the Marvel movies and Sex in the City and all the things that I'd been watching. And um, it was like, I just need to put on something. I didn't want to think about it. Mm -hmm. The pressure of choosing an, the next TV show to invest in is too much. So I put that on. And then before you know it, I had watched six seasons. <laughs> So uh, very easy to do that. And that's what I did. Love it. Um, what's your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is that I went to my first ever psychiatrist appointment. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was it was two hours long. And then we had a follow up later in the day, which was helpful because I realized that I misunderstood my diagnosis. Um, but no, it was it was a great I mean, it was like a hard conversation. But um, just for the sake of, you know, just talking about it and demystifying it. It was a really wonderful experience. She works with my therapist, which I love. Um, so I feel like it's, you know, a well-rounded experience, which, by the way, I... I made a joke at the beginning of last week's episode that a therapist is like, this bitch is crazy. And then a psychiatrist can be like, this bitch is crazy. Uh, <laughs> and therapists can diagnose. My therapist didn't really do that. And I've, I've seen her for like six years. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to, to clarify. Therapists can diagnose. What about you? What's your non-TV chaser? Mine is just the fact that 
this bitch, Daylight Savings Time, is ending. Woo! <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be on the other side of it by the time everybody is hearing this. I am so fucking sick of this nasty-ass skank bitch <laughs> and her getting getting dark at 5 p.m. I mean, it's thankfully, it's been getting dark later, but like just the idea of... Like getting back to it not being dark until like 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Wow. I am throbbing. <laughs> it's great. So that's my chaser. I love it. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. If you want more Unhappy Hour shit, you can head straight to my Patreon page where you'll get video of bonus worst things first stories. You'll get video of extended guest complainer interviews and a bunch of other fun stuff. Obviously, you can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Yinka Rickford-Engwin, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. I'm crying because I love you. Bum, 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 bum. Lizzo. Beautiful.